Welcome to Forging the Norsatch, a podcast for entrepreneurs, startups, small business owners, and the supporters of the Northern Utah entrepreneurial ecosystem, presenting an interesting topic of the day and an enlightening interview with a new company or organization that supports business in the Norsatch, presented by the Economic Development Office of Weber State University. Welcome to Forging the Norsatch. This is Guy Latender, episode number eight, December 2020. Our co-host today, James Taylor, the director of sponsored project at Weber State University. And joining us for our interview with Cindy Jessup will be Angie Osgathorpe of the Davis Chamber of Commerce. But before meeting with Cindy, we're gonna meet with Sydney Furton of Love Communications and talk about social media. Before we get to those, we have Brandon Stoddard, the director of the Global Entrepreneurship Center at Weber State University talking about his new online entrepreneur program. Welcome, Brandon. How are you today? Good. Thank you. Brandon, so let me ask a couple quick questions. So I think this, this program that you created is going to be a huge asset for the community. But if you're an entrepreneur, why, why should someone take your class or, t- or take your program? Well, first of all, too many entrepreneurs jump out thinking they can start their business and everything's going to turn out perfect, but there's so much to understand when launching a business. So what we've done is created an online program that helps entrepreneurs start their business while they're learning to do it. We've got a lot of expertise that has gone into this program to really help entrepreneurs get started the right way so they can succeed faster. So Brandon, at this point, is it, it, it's, this is all online. Is that correct? Correct. This is a fully online program. Anyone can take it no matter where they live in the world. And who, who could take this class? It's not just limited to business students, is it? Nope. It's open to anyone. They can be in high school all the way up to 90 and want to start their own business. Yeah, I think, that's, I think this is going to be great. I think this is a really cool asset and a really cool program that you started for, for entrepreneurs. Yeah, and we, we've really jumped into some of the aspects of how do you start right from the very beginning? How do you come up with the right idea and progress that through to understanding how do you get funded? Uh, what key legal information do you need to know to protect your business, to marketing, accounting, et cetera? Well, that's awesome, Brandon. And it's a certificate. After the class, you get a certificate and potentially some custom fit uh, cost sharing to help save some money on your part. So I'm a student, Brandon. How do I find out more information to get in this program? So the best way to get going is to call uh, Weber State, and I'll give you a number. It's 801-626-6770. Again, that's 801-626-6770, and they can help anyone get going really quick. Awesome, Brandon. Thank you. James, let's get with Sydney Furton and talk about some social media marketing. What do you think about that? Yeah, Sydney's going to be great. She's so energetic and knowledgeable, so it's going to be fun. Let's rock. James, how lucky are we today getting Sydney Furton back on our show? Yeah, Sydney's, Sydney's great. I mean, last we talked with her about social media, and we could not wait to get her back on. Yeah, we're lucky. Thank you, Sydney. So for those out there, Sydney recently joined Love Communications, where she helps them with their tourism experience. Uh, she worked previously at Visit Ogden and helped bring them to a world-class organization. Sydney has honed her skills in creating and implementing innovative marketing strategies and helping companies with their plans to improve their, improve their position in the marketplace. And one thing I can say is she's definitely passionate about using her analytics and research skills to help companies 
make better decisions on how they implement their marketing plans. So it's, it's great that she can join us again and her advice is incredibly valuable to all sizes of companies. So thank you, Sydney, for joining us again today. Thanks for having me. So you remember last time we talked, you kind of gave us a great rundown on the various platforms out there, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, those uh, Pinterest I think you brought up. So we're, we're happy to have you back again to maybe spend more time on one of those. What, what do you want to talk about today? You know, I really wanted to hone in on Instagram for this um, this week's podcast. Um, I think that Instagram is a really great tool to use. And, uh, you know, there was so much information that I tried to include last time that it felt nearly impossible. So I'm excited to dive in a little bit further into Instagram. So Sydney, what... You know, social media, man, this is such a complex world that you live in. But what type of companies work best with Instagram? You know, I would say Instagram really works well for a wide range of organizations. You know, it's it works really well for travel and tourism, hospitality, food and beverage, retail, entertainment, fashion, real estate, um, you know, artists and entrepreneurs, um, B2C and e-commerce. I really can't imagine that it would be very effective for B2B or IT industries, but I'm sure there are accounts out there that would prove me wrong. Um, but yeah, it's a really, it's a really well diverse uh, platform to be used amongst various organizations. So how do you, so if you're a company, you want to use Instagram, how do you, what, is, what are some of the best, what are some best practices for companies to use Instagram? Yeah. So, you know, Instagram is a very, it's a highly visual network um, where companies can post static images or short videos. Um, It's not necessarily optimal for driving blog or website traffic, but it is suited for strong visual brands. And it's primarily used by women, you know, ages 18 to 49. So those are some things to consider when you are um, putting together your Instagram account and wanting to to include that into your media mix. Now, a few ways uh, to really best leverage the the platform, um, and I'll give you four four tips that I think um, businesses can use and and actually implement now. Um, So for instance, if you're a company that's selling a product You can convert customers with Instagram tags and stickers in your posts and in your Instagram stories. And this will enable direct purchases through your Instagram. Tip number two, so for all industries, I would say take your followers behind the scenes. You know, followers love to know what's going on within your business. It creates transparency. It allows followers to feel like they're getting to know the real you behind the brand. Using Instagram's live to do this is a great tool Um, or just, or even in just your stories, like showing them your day-to-day behind the scenes. So speaking of live, (laughs) so tip number three, so go live, you know, use the tools that Instagram has for you. Um, Live video is great in helping to build your customer relationships quickly. It feels authentic and users can interact with you in real time, which they love. Um, And your followers will get notified when you go live. And tip number four, so, um, you know, I already briefly mentioned this, but use the tools that Instagram has for you. So when they roll out a new feature like Reels, 
take advantage of that right away. The platform will reward you for being an early adopter and they might even include you on their recommended content page. Um, they get really excited when people use the tools that they provide. So that's just really interesting because I mean, one of the things we've heard a lot about is just being authentic, right? That's something we're hearing a lot with all entrepreneurs. And it sounds like, again, with Instagram, the more authentic you are and bringing people in about how you really are, that, that really plays well. And then um, taking advantage of opportunities. Um, so I, that's just really interesting. So this is common threads. But what are some things not to do? What is kind of the inverse of that question? You should just yeah. stay away from. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that because I, I think what not to do, you know, you can actually flip it and add them as additional things of, you know, what you can do better, right, on your channel. So, um, so I'll give you a few tips there too. So one thing that comes to mind right away is when I go onto an Instagram page and there, and it's not complete, they haven't completely filled out all the information that they need to on that page. So for instance, an incomplete bio doesn't really look great for your brand. You want to take advantage of this space to let people know who you are. Um, you want to, it needs to be short and concise. You want to use emojis. You want to have fun with it. And also the space gives you um, an opportunity to post a hyperlink um, that, that does link back to your product or your website or your, or your blog or, you know, wherever you want to drive that customer to. So then if they are interested, um, they'll be able to go to that page. Another thing that I would recommend is to not do um, or to encourage you to do or where companies uh, can fail is at not responding to followers. So it's very, very important to respond to followers. It's super simple. You know, um, it's a social network. People are using it to be social. And, and so use the platform in that way. Engage with your audience. They'll be super excited that you are actually paying attention and that you are having a conversation with them. Um, another tip, let's see. So posting random or poor quality images is a big no-no. Uh, so images are everything on Instagram. The quality of in the images that you share says a lot about you and your brand. Um, be mindful that your feed is fun and that the images aren't becoming boring or redundant and that it really is a great representation of you. Um, hashtags. So if you notice, I'm kind of going from the top to the bottom of like what your Instagram might look like. So next is hashtags. Um, so not using hashtags properly can be an issue. Um, not using them at all, using too many, just throwing random hashtags in there isn't great. Um, hashtags play a vital role in the discovery of your posts on Instagram. And it's also a way to show how you are being authentic within that way of searching about your business. So um, with hashtags, uh, some fun facts for you. So Instagram allows for a maximum of 30 hashtags per post. I'm not necessarily recommending that you put in 30 hashtags. That's a lot. Um, according to Quick Sprout, uh, posts with 11 or more hashtags receive 80% more interactions. I would recommend 11 to 15 hashtags um, compared to just 22% when using 10 and under. Um, and then uh, that even goes down further when you, when you use less hashtags. And the last tip I want to give is 
over or under posting. So you don't want your account to sit idle for too long. And then don't try to make up for that by posting like five photos in, in one hour. That's obnoxious for your followers. Um, use the tools that you have like Facebook's Creator Studio to schedule out your posts and then you can focus on your business. But you definitely wanna use those tools so that you are posting regularly and consistently especially if it's too hard to remember to do it daily. Those are great tips, Sydney. Thank you. That's a lot there. I, I think the thing I heard from all of that one was be social. Interact with your, your customers and your followers, you know, in a, in a proper way, I guess. Don't overdo it, I suppose. But so are there, are there links to blogs or blogs that you, you're very knowledgeable, you share your thoughts and learn from others. What's a blog that you might recommend that people could, could look at? Yeah, so two that are specific for Instagram, I would say the Later blog. So Later is actually also a tool that you can use and you can, um, you can purchase that uh, will help you have a link in bio. And I, I would recommend just going to Later's page and learning a little bit more about how you can really leverage uh, that link that is in your bio. Um, but they also have a really great blog um, and newsletter that will give you amazing tips on Instagram specifically. And the other one is Buffer. Um, so I, I get an email from Sophie from Buffer <laughs> quite regularly. Um, and it's kind of fun that it has that personal touch to it. But uh, they also give some really, really great tips and insights onto how Instagram's changing, what new tools they have available, um, and, and data to share as well. So folks, those two links to those blogs that Sydney's recommending are on our website and on our Facebook page uh, and where you see your podcast, where you get your stream, the podcast, those links will be there. So Forging the Norsatch, you can search that and on Facebook and on the web and you'll get those links. Sydney, again, thank you so much. We hope you will join us again, maybe in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And thanks for having me on. So James, let's get with Cindy Jessup with First Priority Insurance. Let's get to her. James, hey, let's try something new this week. Let's invite Angie Osgathorpe to our show to help us interview our next guest. I think we should do that. I think we need, we need Angie to come in and kind of class up the joint a little bit here. So I think it'll be great to have Angie. She'll bring some sophistication and an experience that I think we, we probably need. So this is going to be fun. For those out there, Angie Oscarthorpe is the, is the CEO of the Davis Chamber of Commerce. And as we mentioned in other podcasts, her and her team are just full of energy and fun. They make networking fun and they, and they make what they do fun. Welcome, welcome aboard, Angie. Thanks, you guys make me sound way, way uh, <laughs> more sophisticated than, uh, than I am, but we'll, we'll take it, right? Well, it could be that we're just very unsophisticated. So. <laughs> Either way, right? It's all relative. You still bring us up a number of levels. Joining us today is Cindy Jessup. She's the owner of an independent insurance agency, First Priority Insurance. And she's served at Weber, Weber Davis community for over 16 years. And the best part is she's a Weber State graduate from Weber State University and another testament to our sales program. We'll learn more about that later. Welcome aboard, Sydney. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. 
So Cindy, let me jump into this. So Cindy, you know, one of the things we found that all of our entrepreneurs, the people we interview have super fascinating backgrounds and you are no different. You have a really interesting background and in how you kind of got to where you're at. So let me start off. You're from Ogden and I think you went to Weber State. And so my first question is, tell us a little bit about that. Tell, tell us about your experience here in Ogden and tell us about your experience at, at Weber State. Well, I have always loved education. So I, I went to Weber State and I just absolutely loved the experience. And I'm very proud to be from Ogden. It's a great place. Excellent. And Cindy, I, I know that you are like me, even though you grew up in Ogden and I grew up in a tiny little town in Missouri, we've kind of gotten around a little bit. I, I went away to the big school of Univers University of Missouri, and then I went on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Portugal. And I know that you also were in Europe serving a mission. So tell us a little bit about, about that and the experiences that you had. When I finished school, I just had a feeling that I wanted to go on a mission. So I applied and I was sent to Paris, France, and that was a really great place to be sent. I was excited to go to Europe and to spend some time. When I came home from that service, I thought I would enroll in a master's program, and I did. And then I went to visit a friend who lived in Washington, DC. And while he was at work, I was sitting at the mall, and I suddenly had this inspiration that I should move there and work there. So I withdrew from school and I moved to the Washington DC area with $500 and no job. And I figured it out. I found a job in public relations and had a really wonderful journey living there. That's awesome, Cindy. I love DC as well. But you just kind of like went on your adventure and you made it happen. And uh, that's one of my favorite things about you is you, you uh, get out there and, and live life. Absolutely. It was, it was great fun. I also had an opportunity to work in the White House and I was a conservative political lobbyist. So I think that experience set me up for a fantastic future and for where I am today. Cindy, I, I also love your fearlessness, man. I think it's, it's one of those things that I think my guess has defined you and, and, and made you who you are today. So one of the things we were talking about, you know, kind of in our pre-interview is, is that you were a Tupperware salesperson. How did that, talk a little bit about that and how that affected your life and how that kind of got you to where you're at right now. Oh, absolutely. I was living in Virginia, close to the DC area. And I was a brand new mom and I had gone from working full-time in my professional career to working two days a week. And I needed something more to do. So I went to a Tupperware party and I looked at the girl doing the party and I thought, oh my gosh, I could so do this and it would be great fun. And I do like to cook. So that went along with, you know, joining the Tupperware team. So I started doing Tupperware parties back in the day and just had great fun doing it. In fact, I got married in Virginia um, we moved to Montgomery, Alabama, and then we moved to Colorado, and then I moved back to Utah after a divorce. I worked with Tupperware most of that time, and that Tupperware career actually supported my family, paid the mortgage, paid all the bills for about five years before I got divorced. It was a great gig. But selling Tupperware, you have to, you have to love people. You have to like people. I mean, it's, it's, that's a, it's a tough job, I would imagine, right? And you have to connect with people. It, I would consider it prospect sales. 
and probably anything in direct sales is, is a prospecting type job. Yeah. I am naturally outgoing and I will admit that. So I think that meeting me, you would think I'm a shoe in to be a salesperson, but actually I had to learn a lot about being organized and about balance and how to structure the business because I wasn't, my personality is not naturally good at that. So um, I was persistent and I just kept working at it and I kept learning. I learned a lot. And I think that's why I was able to spend 12 plus years as a Tupperware manager. Yeah, that's, that is great. And, and I think it's just so interesting. Again, as we've talked to entrepreneurs, we've talked to people and, you're, and you pull out some of these traits and, you know, one of this, like I said, is your fearlessness. And I think another one is, is a bit your ability to, to connect with people. You know, I, I'm going to interrupt here because that, this is a, something, Cindy is over our Business Alliance Networking Group. She's with our Women in Business. And you hit the nail on the head. Her just love for people. And not only does she love them, but she serves them. So um, that is one of her uh, best characteristics, I think. As an entrepreneur, I just want to say I had to learn those skills. Like I could have my dog die and five minutes later walk into a room full of people and shake everyone's hand and no one would know what would have happened. But I actually practiced that and I practiced it for years. So who I am today took a lot of practice and a lot of persistence and I made a lot of mistakes and did a lot of things that I kind of regret or that I don't feel really, really great about. That's all about learning um, about yourself and how to get things mm -hmm. done. But we work, we all work on ourselves, right? That's the point is we're getting better personally and professionally as we go, at least that's what we're striving for. So good for you yeah. for going through those steps. Well, and playing to your strengths. That's one thing I really learned. So I actually hire out a lot of the work behind the scenes that is not my strength. And I let everyone see what I am strong, strong at. And that's why I shine. I think that's, that's, that's really smart. And, and I think, you know, talking with you, you can just tell for your love of people, um, you, you want to be authentic and connect with them. So I think that's just, it, it comes through. So let me back up a little bit. So uh, when you came back to, to Ogden after your kind of journeys in Alabama, Washington, DC, you came back and you went to Weber State and you got involved with the sales program here. How did that prepare you getting involved with the sales program? How did that kind of prepare you to getting into insurance? Well, I had just gone through a divorce and it wasn't something I ever planned to do or even wanted to go through. And I was looking for some kind of guidance. And so I went to Weber State and talked to a counselor at the Women's Center. And that's where I learned about the professional sales program. And I lit up because I thought that is perfect for me. That's just what I do. And it's actually what I love. And the hands-on training in sales was it was really a perfect builder for me to regain my self-confidence and to feel better about myself after going through a divorce, if, you know, if that makes sense. I also had an ulterior motive. I wanted to speak Spanish, and I'd had Spanish at Weber State, you know, 20 years earlier. So I also took four semesters of Spanish, piggybacked off my first degree, and went through the professional sales program. And I just have to say, I loved every single second of it. It was so much fun for me. The professors were fantastic and I just became a better me through the program. So, so Cindy, you, now you're in, so that kind of transitioned you into insurance. And so you started your own insurance company uh, called First Priority Insurance. How is First Priority different than other insurance companies? I mean, this is a competitive market. There's lots of insurance 
companies out there. How are you kind of different than everyone else, so to speak? The um, professional sales program led me to my first insurance manager, and that's how I got involved with insurance. At first, I thought, oh, that's prospecting sales. That's what I've always done. And it wasn't at all glamorous or exciting. And I will admit that I had never once purchased insurance, and I was quite old <laughs> to be in that position. Tupperware gave me a company car, and then the houses we lived in, my ex-husband um, bought that insurance, so to speak. So I was a captive insurance agent for eight years, and then I became an independent agent. And what makes us different is we're part of a bigger company that allows us to have appointments with over 30 carriers. So we're able to shop insurance for people, find the best price, and then with it, of course, they get me and my 16 years of expertise, and I never sell people um, low coverage or cheap coverage um, that, that, would be, that would be a negative for them. And we review our clients every year. So we have an automated system. I do have an office, and I have a team I work with. And we actually re-quote every client every year. And then as we find companies that have new client pricing, we're able to switch people around so that they can keep the lowest possible price for their insurance. And of course they get me and the best coverage because I, my tagline is your best coverage is your agent. And I stand by that. I think that's awesome. I, I wish my, I, I need to come probably talk to you about switching insurances because I think that's that customer service is amazing. James, you're absolutely right. And, and uh, I'm a, a happy client as well. <laughs> So I can attest to everything that Cindy's saying. Um, so she does an amazing job. But the, the reason I was excited for her to come on the show is that so many entrepreneurs, business people, they are great at what they do, but they don't realize how important relationship building is, the networking, the getting to know for resources, for finances, for all of that. And Cindy, I just think that, you know, uh, Guy and James like to say secret sauce. I just think that that is Cindy's secret sauce to authentically network and connect with people and then build those relationships. And so Cindy, um, tell us, tell us about that and also how the chamber has helped that. Well, one of the first things I did as a new agent is I joined the Ogden chamber of commerce because a friend had joined the Davis chamber and I just got involved. The first thing I got involved with was a contacts group, which is like a networking group where you share referrals but I think the real value came when I joined every committee I could to help with every event. So it could have been the golf tournament committee or the committee for the annual dinner. And I was always consistent. So I started showing up and people started getting to know me. Today, I work a lot more closely with the Davis Chamber of Commerce than I do Ogden. And the Davis Chamber has given me a lot of opportunities like leading the Business Alliance Group. But if I were to back away and not be involved and not communicate with people, I think my business would go downhill a bit because people need to see you and they, they need you to be consistent. So I put networking at the very top of my priority list and I make it, I engage, and I'm there because to me, it's the most important thing I do in regards to growing my business. That's awesome, Cindy. And, and what advice would you give to entrepreneurs or to new business uh, folks? That, uh, what, what advice would you give to them? My advice would be make it about your attitude. 
Now I'm going to admit when I was a new agent, there were some days when I literally laid in bed till like 11 a.m. And Angie, as you know, I'm a really early riser. So that is super unique for me. But it was so hard. And I read this book called How to Motivate Yourself. And I would just read motivational books until I was able to go to work. So it hasn't always been easy. I checked my attitude at the door. And when I saw my attitude getting negative or I got down, I could feel it in my energy. I would start writing gratitude thoughts, thinking gratitude thoughts, reading inspirational things. And I forced myself to get out there and to be with people. And sometimes I'm at a meeting and I'm not feeling completely well or good about myself. I still show up. I just might not seem as outgoing that day. So check your attitude. And if it goes down or gets it all negative, you've got to pull it back up really fast. And that's how you can keep going. Cindy, that's awesome. You certainly talk the talk and walk the walk. So you're a great example too. Uh, and I and I love that you're with the Davis Chamber. <laughs> Me <laughs> too. So, Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, great, great job. You're a great example. We sure appreciate the service that you give us in the Chamber. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Now we see why the Davis Chamber has got so much energy. It's just uh, they feed off each other down there. So you guys are out there in Davis, even Weber County. Think about joining the chambers, either the Davis County or Ogden Weber. They're such a valuable resource, as we can hear today. Great people that you'll meet and mentoring. Cindy, I want to thank you uh, for joining us today and let people know if you want to learn more about Cindy Jessup, go to firstprioryinsurance.com and look on their staff page and you get connected right to her. There's other folks there. So please, please do that. Thank you, Cindy, for joining us thank today. Thank you. You're welcome. Angie, thank you for joining us. This was fun. Let's do it again. Definitely. I'm, I'm on board whenever you need me. All right. And, and thanks to James and Cindy Ferdin for joining us on social media. And always, Cameron Jackson, Andrea Baltazar, and the crew at Studio 76 for producing our show today. Thank you guys very much. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the latest presentation of Forging the North Edge. Please look for all future installments bi-weekly on Tuesdays on your preferred podcast provider.